1: Here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioca.
2: Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioca and we are talking savings investments in your retirement on the Max Out Savings Show. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And and uh that allows you to slowly build up funds over time and then conservatively manage it which in the world today is becoming more and more difficult uh and uh the it, 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 it starting out with your 401k plan that's the uh that is the best program out there for saving money for building up wealth uh the uh i i saw a couple things it, it looks like uh on the uh, the tax bill that just came out that i i think they're going to try to I, i'm not sure if there was some catch up provisions in the for for uh 403 uh b and 457 uh plans i think they're changing that up it looks like from what i've seen on this tax bill which is not the final tax bill by any stretch of the imagination uh, it looks like they're not going to change anything for the 401k program. The 401k program is the best savings investment program and wealth-building tool for pe- uh, for people that we have ever seen outside of owning a home. And we always try to encourage people to put away 7% plus the company match. So it looks like uh, looks like uh, no change there. L- a lot of things to talk about in the show today. It, it's really been one thing after another uh, really all-week-long Uh It, you know, culminated on Friday by the the thing that General Flynn was pleading guilty to lying to the FBI. Uh, And I I mean, I think they could capture Mother Teresa with lying to the FBI on something. And uh, it's. But then the interesting thing is, evidently, ABC has issued a retraction because the original leak was that that uh, he was pleading guilty to lying to the FBI and, and somehow cooperating with the Russians uh, during the campaign. And it turned out that they were wrong. Uh, in in And it seems like it was, it, he was talking to the Russians after the campaign, which he was the president, Trump, Donald Trump was president elect. And that's kind of like s- coming out with the statement <laughs> that Donald Trump w- went into the bank and, uh, and uh, demanded fifty thousand dollars and walked out of the bank. And sounds like bank robbery. And then they forgetting to sit there and 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 say that he had a deposit slip uh, or had power of attorney to take the money out of the account. And and once he's president elect, he has the ability to talk to the Russians or whoever he wants. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of amazed that uh, that ABC would make such a. It, that, that's a pretty big error, and and, and so, but. This is the world we live in, a uh, very polarized nation, and uh, at least it looks like we're going to get a tax bill passed. Uh, some really interesting things in it. It, it. it looks like the estate tax is going to move up to $11 million. Uh, the only difference between the Senate and the House version appears to be that one of them will uh, sunset, that the, the, the estate will sunset after 2025. And and the reason I say the House and the Senate bill, what we got now is, if you read our max out savings report uh, about a month ago, we laid out the case on how, how they were going to proceed with the tax bill. The House has to pass their version. The Senate has to pass their version. Then they go to a conference committee to iron out the differences. And then you have the vote and the final bill is passed. The fact that we have two bills that are reasonably close together is a really good sign um, that we're going to get some type of tax... Uh, Overhaul. Keep in mind what we're talking about is is a, a a tax overhaul uh which is a big deal. They the last one was passed in nineteen eighty six. This isn't as overhaulish as we would like because it's been so divisive to get it through. Typically every Congress or every other Congress once every couple of years passes a quote tax cut bill. Or once every four years, there's a tax cut bill. This is a tax overhaul. They're they're massive cuts on corporate taxes. They're changing up some things, uh, standard deductions. They're they're eliminating uh, some different things. They're they're looking at the uh, alternative minimum tax elimination of that. Uh, maybe uh, they, they're they're looking at trying to remove or cut back the exemptions for the for the salt, which is state and local taxes. Uh, the. Uh, so uh the the senate bill appears to have a $10,000 cap which they fought for on that and uh you can de- you can uh deduct up to $10,000 in 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 property tax in the uh the uh it looks like they both have that uh for the deduction we'll have to see see how that's going to play out uh on that. Again, this is not the final tax bill, but this is a big deal. It's cutting corporate taxes by twenty percent. It looks like we're also going to get a hundred percent expensing on capital equipment. Really what we want to do is it's fascinating in this country right now if you look at it. On one side You'll hear the Democrats and particularly the elite class, not just the Democrats, but the elite class in in, in uh, New York and Washington will tell you that, that we've lost all these manufacturing jobs because our wages are too high and those jobs are never coming back. So we they're a loss. You know, too bad, so sad for the loser working people in the middle of the country, the people that do the work. Uh, but the stock market's up and things are good. And, and then. In the next sentence, they will tell you how exciting robotics is going to be, and it's going to and it's going to create job losses. In uh, in in the future, everything's going to be done by robotics, eliminating people. Well, if in the future, so on one side they tell you, look, wages in the U.S. are too high. You can forget manufacturing; it's never coming back. And, and by the way, up until Donald Trump came out and said, "Look, we can bring it back," the Republicans and the Democrats all parroted the globalist party line. Of of the manufacturing jobs for the middle class are gone and never coming back. That was it. So you could take your factories out of the U.S. and there was no repercussions whatsoever. They were perfectly happy to do it. They could give the jobs to China, and they felt no obligation to the working people in this country. When Donald Trump came by, he said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. We're going to fight for these jobs. We're going to fight for the American people." This this was is, is 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 a unique thing. I mean, this was something everybody bought into the Kool Aid. That the jobs were gone, but the important thing to this is with robotics and automation, and a couple things with artificial intelligence, and, and the massive surge in computer power, in the internet out there, those that combination of those three is going to allow for robotics and out for robotic manufacturing plants, robotic things in the united states well if i have a factory that's that's all robots with less workers but but you know higher paid workers to to deal with the equipment i can have those factories in the united states of america because because labor isn't the cost of the factory it's plant and equipment which is the cost And the plant and equipment i can get just as cheaply here as i can in china particularly particularly if i adjust for pollution and uh and currency manipulations, then, then it, 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 there's no change. And then I'm closer to, and the cost of moving the freight around the world. So, and the other, the the advantage of having the factory here, so I can quickly adjust to the product in the United States. So those four things give up, give us an edge. And so, we're going to have to invest in the factories. Longtime listeners of the Max Out Savings Show know we have been talking about this robotics. We've been saying, look, China's investing in millions literally millions and millions of robots to try to to beat us at the game. Now what we're doing is we're leveling the playing field. So those jobs are going to come back if we want them, but we've got to come take them because China is basically going to take our jobs unless we do something about it. And, and, uh, you know, thank God for Donald Trump because he's at least fighting for those jobs. And uh, so so if we can come up with a 20% tax rate, which we've done in this tax bill, that levels the playing field, so companies can't go look. Whoa, we're getting taxed too much. We have to move the factory out of here. We can go. No, it's a level playing field. Number two, if we can expense those, the equipment in one year. Look, there's two types of businesses out there in the world. There's people that are running a business; it's a profitable business, and then they they buy a new piece of equipment. They get expense. They expense it wow, this is great. I get a tax deduction. I don't have to pay taxes on it so the government pays part of it. There's other type of corporations that want to stretch out their expensing as long as possible because all they're trying to do is jack up their earnings for the next earnings report. Those are short-term, short-sighted companies. The companies that wanted to expense everything out, minimize their taxes, and grow their base for the long-term, install new robotic factories, put in R&D facilities, invest for the future, put in file for patents, file for new drugs, file for new equipment, put in put in different patents. I was talking to some people this week, we're coming up with some robotic stuff in a company we look we we have some investments in and and they're they're actually they're putting in they're building the, these robotic systems and they're putting all these patents in place to protect them. They're out there growing for the future. And so what we want is we want the platform for the United States of America is is look, you're going to get low taxes you're going to get a level playing field. You're going to get superior legal protections for your for your inventions, and you're going to get a rule of law. So this is where you want to invest in your plant and equipment, and therefore you're going to hire workers, and everyone's going to become wealthier, okay? This is a new era, the era of shipping the factory, of getting some... CEO coming in and re- realizing he can sit there and add an extra couple cents to the bottom line by cutting 10,000 factory workers and moving the, the, moving the factories overseas and putting them in, in, in China and saving some money and being the big hero are over. Okay, now we're going to rebuild the United States. And this is the first step to do it is a, a tax overhaul, the first one since 1986, which is exciting. And, and, and so I, I, think, I think we're really going to see. So we're making the shift and this, the interesting thing we want to see in this bill, are we going to limit the deductibility to thirty percent of of earnings for debt, which is another big thing. What we want to do is we want to shift the tax code in the United States and the policies in the United States from financiers running around, jacking up the prices of companies, buying back stock, taking over companies, firing workers, and shutting down plants to to companies that are building things in the United States, putting factories in the United States, hiring workers in the United States, and planning for the future for the next 50 years in the United States, like the Chinese are. So. So this is fascinating to me. I think this is a good first step. I think it's really exciting. Uh, so some of the things that are coming in, in the, the bill, look, the, the top rate is not going to drop that much. The top rate is 39.6 in the House, 38.5 in the Senate. Uh, the uh, corporate tax, the, one of the things we want to watch is, in conference, Where is the corporate tax rate going to start in 2018 or 2000 in the House bill or 2019 in the Senate? 2017's off the table for this year, so I think that's that that's pretty interesting. Uh, by by cutting the the state and local tax deductions, you're putting pressure on local local states in uh, in municipalities to cut their expenses and keep their taxes low. So because now what's going to happen is I I can't sit there in in And put a bunch of taxes on my citizens, and then they complain, but then they get a big deduction, and the government, particularly for wealthy people, gives them back 40% of their money, and they're happy. Now they're going to have to pay more of those taxes, and they're going to look more closely at those taxes. This is really going to hurt high-cost states like New Jersey, New York, and California. And uh, if you ever want to understand the problems in California, just go over to Austin and walk down the street. You'll bump into someone from from California that's moved there because they can't stand the taxes. So this is. I think this is good for the United States. I think it's good for Texas, uh, and and uh, it's it's doubling the standard deduction. They're increasing a child credit of, of up uh, between sixteen hundred for the Senate, I mean for the House, and two thousand for the Senate to try to help people with families again. We're encouraging families in the tax bill. We're helping the middle class in the tax bill. We're cutting corporate taxes because we want jobs and factories in the United States. And we're going to work on expensing, so so you can you can invest and in, in get quick deductions to help out to so, to save taxes there when you put in your plant and equipment. And we're discouraging companies loading up on debt to to uh, buy back stock and do different and take over companies. That's what we want to do in the United States. We want to plan for long term, just like your retirement plan. Tell you what, uh, we're coming up here in a quick break. If you got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show.
1: If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back.
2: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up
1: South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com.
3: Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070. The answer... But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft.
1: We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Giocco.
2: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's what Randy did. Hey, Randy, how are you doing? Good, Ted. How are you? Doing well today.
4: Good, Ted. Uh, I know somebody that... uh has been uh, making a lot of money in uh, cryptocurrencies, bitcoins, ethereums, things like that. And I wonder kind of in the, in the short term, what do you think about them? But I'm looking at a little bit bigger picture. It it would seem to me maybe in say the next fifteen or twenty years, if globalism continues on as it is, could could we see a one world currency, something on the order of some kind of cryptocurrency, and dollars and yen and sterling and all that stuff would would basically go away?
2: Yeah, uh, that, that that that's a great question. Uh, a, a couple things on the Bitcoin. Uh, look, I mean. Right now, here's the deal with Bitcoin. I, there, there's a couple advantages to Bitcoin. It's kind of become a mania, but what it really is is, is been huge for. And if it would just even stabilize it, become even better, and uh, is it's a medium of of money. And but it's a medium of money that no one knows about. And so what what happens is, uh, the I can have some in- anonymity with my money. And 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 people can't get it now. You say, well, Ted, if you're not doing anything wrong, that that that's got nothing to do with it. It's it's people. They they never. They, you never know what's going to happen, and so sometimes you you if you've got a it, it it's hard to understand in this country, but particularly people in China. Look what happened to the Saudis. They got round. They were rounded up and put put in put. You know the wealthiest some of the wealthiest Saudis. At least two hundred, probably. Closer to 1,000 have been rounded up in Saudi Arabia, and, and, and they're being held on corruption charges, and they're going to have to give back part of their wealth. And so they don't know. Some of these people, if you're in China, sometimes these people just get arrested and they disappear. You want to have the ability to get out of the country. In China— uh, in the 1960s, they took the wealthy people, they took all, a lot, huge numbers, not the wealthy, but, but people from the cities and moved them out in the country, and many people starved So under the Cultural Revolution. And look what happened in, 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 in uh, Syria, look what's happened in Russia, look what's happened in Germany, I mean, all over the place. And so it's nice to have something that, that you can put in your pocket and walk across the border.
4: But 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 you know, what kinda of concerns me about it though is say I take USD and I, I buy bitcoins or something else like that and I want to use it to 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 buy and sell things like maybe I want to go to Kroger and buy a loaf of bread. But if, if, if the value of the coins is gonna fluctuate you know, wildly, 15 or 20% up or down every day. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. how can I trust that?
2: Well, that, look, and that's the problem right now. It, what it was really good for a year or two back when it wasn't moving as much is, for instance, if I wanted to get some money out of China, I'd go buy some Bitcoin. Uh, and, and then I can just fly out of China to, and then convert my Bitcoin and buy a house or somewhere in another country. And look, and there was billions of dollars Doing yeah, well, well
4: see but, but yeah, I see that okay, uh uh apparently Japan has just uh, legalized the bitcoins, and so has the uh apparently the United States too, and they're going to start trading futures on the markets about that but uh, and that that could give it some legitimate, uh, legitimacy, but then someone like Jamie Dimon says it's a fraud, and other people say it's a Ponzi scheme. Of course, Jamie Dimon kind of scares me out
2: of. Yeah, of course, Jamie Diamond says that. Look, one of the biggest uses for Bitcoin when it was more stable was is I could I need to move a million dollars out of Zimbabwe to purchase equipment, some tractors that are coming in. It was cheaper to buy the Bitcoin. And pay the people in Bitcoin over there, I didn't have to pay any currency or any types of fees or anything, or get shaken down by the government. The money would just go back and forth, and that's really what it was being it, 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 it was being used to avoid currency controls but now, still- it's so now that it's so volatile, Randy, it, it's not, it's, now it's a speculative mania.
4: Okay. Would, would, would this deal away with, say, central banks and and uh, uh, yield curves and things like that? We, we out and look at.
2: Well, look, yeah. In 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 many ways, Bitcoin is a child of the Federal Reserve and the government's you know uh, just having to track everybody every dime anybody has, uh, and then once. Once you take rates to zero, so if I've got a million dollars and, and, and I don't make and I don't make any money on it, what? Why not have it in Bitcoin instead of 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 the, of, of, of of in a money market or something where something could happen to it in theory? So, th- look, that th- what this is telling you is a couple things. There's too much money in the world. Also, it's telling you that in the world of zero rates, or keep in mind, if I, if I have a million dollars in the bank in some European countries, I'm, I'm losing money every day. So if I put it in the Bitcoin, if it was in theory, I'd be making money now, but it, it would hold its value. And I know if there's a financial crisis, the Bitcoin, they won't flood the world with Bitcoin and there'll be another 20 or 30 percent of Bitcoin out there and depreciate my dollars. The, yeah. the Bitcoin is a, is a product of, the, of a reckless federal reserve.
4: Well, that, that's what that's what they uh, I'm hearing it, it it's being pushed by governments and other, you know, Rothschilds and people like that cuz that's what they want some kind of crypto.
2: Well, we're a
4: world global currency.
2: That's a separate thing. Now let's get over to that one. Uh, oh, and one final thing on this Randy is, look, I think once the futures contracts open up, I think next week, I think that's going to put a cap on the Bitcoin for a while. That that means all that you're going to have all these traders all over the place gunning this thing back and forth. Uh and, and 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 manipulating the currency uh the, the the other thing is we we've had uh Jim uh, Jim Rickards on our show a couple times and uh he, what he thinks is going to happen and he's worked extensively with some of the government agencies he talks to the IMF the the uh the Bank of International Settlements the Fed he thinks in the next crisis what they're going to try to do is freeze the currencies and then issue a special drawing rights of some type which is what you're talking about, which will be a certain percentage of dollars, a certain percentage of euros, a certain percentage of yen, and a certain percentage of Chinese yuan, mm, okay. well, which I'll is kind your of like,
4: currency. I've kind, of, well, yeah, well, kid, I've kind of got my eye on the cryptocurrencies, but I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm not convinced that I want to put my hard-earned dollars in it right now.
2: It's too, it's too volatile right now. In one day, I, I, this, last, this week, the, it dropped 20%.
4: You're right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's fluctuating too much to depend on it for everyday purchases and things like that. Anyway, Ted, we'll keep an eye on it. It's good talking to you. Thanks for the help.
2: Okay, yeah, I hope those answered the questions. Really, that was a pretty dense group of questions there, but uh, I, I think those are some really top big topics of the day.
4: Well, I think I think the problem is, you know, it's it, it's, it's behind the scenes. It's kind of murky, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. I've been computing uh, since 1968, and I don't trust computers. <laughs> Now, now that was all my money to be you know not not programmers in the way they're doing this and blockchains and things like that
2: Now blockchain's a little different because they I think they're going to use blockchain as a, as, a, as a way to secure to to give additional security in 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 uh accounting uh for all types of different things The blockchain is separate that's the programming issue uh, and that is is the real deal that the bitcoin is a cryptocurrency and that's a little separate.
4: Bob, that's, what I'm that's what I'm saying. When you yeah. get a bunch of programmers involved in it, and I, I just don't trust it.
2: Anyway, yeah, I think that's a you. good point. Uh, yeah, most, right. one of the most fascinating stories about Bitcoin I've heard is is in Venezuela, people have no money, but electricity is very cheap, so they're buying servers and they and their their computing block mining blockchain or redoing every time the the every time they make. Changes uh, uh, and buy and sells Bitcoin. The blockchain is recomputed, and 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 this is a lot of It's being done in Venezuela because it's so cheap for the electricity. Uh, I think about three tenths of the world's electricity right now is being used to calculate. uh,
4: Right, yeah, yeah. People are definitely using the cryptocurrencies because they're using an awful lot of power.
2: Yeah, people don't realize it's a really fascinating topic. We could spend a whole day on it, and and uh, you know, actually, one of my sons is actually at a conference on. blockchain this week in silicon valley sorry. so we,
4: okay, well when he, when he gets back i'll be interested in uh, hearing what he has to what he's what he has to say about yeah it.
2: actually that's that's good. i might get him on the show thanks for okay anything.
4: mighty Fan. thank you Ted. Well, the uh uh
2: yeah uh, interesting topics uh the special drawing rights is something in the next crisis uh the imf would come together put a special uh currency out there and they would kind of I, I, you know, th- this is appears to be the plan in the ne- next crisis, which which worries us. In And, in, in you know, so how do you? And this is why you see people flocking to blockchain. A fascinating uh, Matt Lauer this week, which is just the most unbelievable thing I'd ever seen. But one of the th- interesting stories that came out is he bought a twenty six thousand acre ranch, or he's trying to buy one in New Zealand, which he might not be able to buy because they have morals clauses in Vin- in New Zealand. Something we should consider for immigrants, but uh, and why would you buy an island? Why would you buy a ranch in New Zealand? And what a lot of these wealthy people, they, what appears to be happening, there's a lot of very wealthy people are all trying to find a place to where they can bug out, so to speak, if it all goes badly and, you know, fly over to some place where nobody can bother them. And I guess if you got a thousand miles of ocean between you and everyone else, you're safer than most people. It, it's it, it's a fascinating thing. And there, there's a lot of very smart people investing down there and other places in the world to kind of diversify. uh their assets, in and and, and and Bitcoin is one of these ways people are doing it too. They're big, very volatile. Uh, this is this is probably the biggest bubble we've seen uh, since the, the 1990, uh, 1999, uh, nine bubble with the uh, internet stocks. Is Bitcoin, and we'll, we'll see we'll see what's going to happen. But once you start seeing volatility of twenty percent per day moves, you're nearer to a top on this thing. I think it, and I think the really the big change is going to be once the futures are in place, then they're going to that changes everything. But you get hedging and all types of stuff put on it, and that tends to change the direction, tends to change your volatility in, in the investments. And so I think you're going to see big changes once the futures are put in place. That's on uh, Bitcoin, and uh, what else do we have here? The we 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 wrote it in this week. Some about uh, let me see here. Well, oh, what well, we sent out our newsletter. If you didn't get a copy of our newsletter in the last couple of days, uh, we just sent out the new one. Uh, and uh, we we write a lot about some of the uh, savings. We talked about the the QCD for for your required minimum distribution. We talk about really show you some valuations on how the the market where the market is right now. Uh, yeah, we talked. We should, have some oil price. We talk about why is oil going up a little bit. Some interesting things in Saudi Arabia. It's a free report to listeners in the Max Out Savings show. We talk about savings, and investments, and in your retirement in the report. Just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. dot com. It's maxoutsavings.com. dot com, and we'll get we'll get you uh, set up uh, with the free report. So I uh, tell you what, let's take a call from who do we have there, Charles. Hey Charles, how are you doing?
5: Uh, good morning, Ted. Uh I uh, I'm just tuning in so I'm just I'm not sure what's been discussed or anything uh uh I don't know uh, on the current tax uh, Senate tax plan that just yeah. uh, got passed. Uh just a brief question. Do you know if the uh the ACA mandate thing was left in or not?
2: You know, that is something that I I you know I think it was I think it. You know, actually, I don't have an answer for that. Let me see if I can get you an answer during the break. I've okay. got a list of the things that I've been. Actually, I've been trying to look so hard to see what was, you know, the, the 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 deductions and the alternative minimums and different things like that in the in the tax rates. That that I, I didn't look at that. Uh, that's actually a good point. Uh, now, keep in mind, if it passes in the Senate, it's still you know, it's not in the House, and that'll be something in the in the conference committee.
5: Yeah, no, no, that's uh, understood. But it, yeah. it, but I I don't. I don't think it was in the House plan, so
6: yeah, no, it if it wasn't, wasn't in, in the, the
5: House, House plan, then uh, the question is is if they, they left it in the Senate, then, because the Senate's been the real problem with all this tax stuff over the years, and, you know, I, I don't know really if they'll carry more weight than the House, but, I mean, they're, they're going to have to duke it out as such, but uh, I'm just, just curious.
2: Well, the interesting thing is if the ACH is in the Senate bill, which last time I looked it was, then... Uh then what your uh what then i don't i I just don't see the Republicans not wanting that to go away in the house and and so uh you know we'll have to we'll have to see but let me let me get uh we'll come up to break let me do some work on it see if I can get you an answer
5: all right I appreciate it thank okay. you Ted.
2: thanks charles uh yeah and that's just uh, that's on the tax bill. Remember this is the Senate bill we have to go back with the House and the Senate they both pass bills that are a little different and and then we'll find out which which one is, is uh, is is which on that. The speaking of the uh, we, we talked some about the RMDs and QCDs in the the most recent max out savings report. And one thing I, I want to I, I came across an interesting story, is that uh, uh, from Alyssa uh, Minel, uh, she's over at the uh, uh, Boston Retirement uh, Center in uh, up in Boston and and. She does. We've had her on the show in the past, and she's one of the most knowledgeable people in, on retirement planning out there. And and one of the things she said is the one of the things they're having quote not really a problem with is studies have shown that people are drawing down the balances of their retirement plans or IRA rollovers it uh, much more slowly than expected. This is a, a fascinating thing, and so to listen to most people talk, you would you would think that that everyone's blowing through their their IRA rollovers and they don't have enough money for retirement which they if if you actually look at the numbers they don't but the fascinating thing is is they're not pulling it down as much as 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 research says they should be and so they're trying to figure out what's going on there and uh it, it, and they came up with they came up with with uh with Basically, three reasons. One, first one is people have an attachment to their money, uh, t- to their savings, the amount of money, and they don't want it to draw it down. So they're, they're very cautious. I mean, it's like a psychological, I know I've got a million dollars, I know I'm safe and that type of thing. So I don't want to pull it down. So they tend to not spend as much. And the other one, that people are fearful about end of life health care needs, and they want to be sure they have enough money to cover the expenses. If 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 they or their wife get sick, they want to make sure they have enough money to to protect them. And 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 then the third one is is they they, they want to leave an estate, and so it's really important for them to leave an estate for 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 the kids. And this this is a really big thing. And, and 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 this is interesting. And one of the reasons how this has sort of come up has been, the, one of the things that they, the government wants everyone to have the ability to annuitize four hundred and one k's, so people just get a check. And, and what this is showing you is, is, in, in theory, the annuity should work really well for most people, but it's not. And, and why is that? And, and it's because of these reasons that people want to have money for retirement. They want to have money for a health emergency. They want to have a state which they wouldn't get. And, and they also don't have the psychological safety of a satisfaction of having a pile of money that they know will protect them with the annuity. And, that, and we're going to expand upon this after the quick break right here in the Max Out Savings Show.
1: If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back.
2: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com.
3: Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media, 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New
1: Media, 512NewMedia.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks... When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. schydraulics.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka.
2: Welcome back to the Max South Saving show. I'm Ted Gioca. We're talking savings, investments and your retirement. Uh a couple things. We if you got it, like to call in 713-339-1070. We are a live show here in Houston, Texas as always or most of the time and uh almost all the time. And the uh, just check for Charles. Uh, the, yeah, the the Senate bill that, that was passed early this morning includes the repeal of the Obamacare mandate. Good news. Now, the House doesn't, so they're going to go to committee. We'll see what they come up with. A uh, couple things. Uh, we've just sent out the Max Out Savings Report. Uh, if you're not on the list, uh, now's the time. Or if you're on the list and somehow didn't get it, send us a thing if you change your email uh, we've got thousands of people on our free max out play, uh, list, and we'd be happy to add you. We talk about everything from common 401k mistakes to what's going on in the market, what's going on in the world, or what's happening in Saudi Arabia that's driving up oil prices like we did this most recent one. So if you need some help, just go to our website. You can also sign up for a meeting. Uh, sit down with me at our new location uh, here. We just moved into this this month, so we've been kind of working through that. And Uh, But I think we're getting close to being settled in. So go to the website, MaxOutSavings.com. And let's take a call from – is that Flo? From Flo. Hey, Flo.
6: Hi, Ted. How are you? Good. Yourself? Uh, I want to give you a quick question about the Federal Reserve Uh and how, how Woodrow Wilson, when he signed off on that back in 1913, he said that he felt he was making a big mistake. Well, it's always been separate from the government, but seems to have a big influence on a lot of things. And um, also, it's left it wide open for this Dodd-Frank and this consumer branch to be
2: yeah, cons- uh, the consumer protection formed
6: farmed actually by, well, it's been formed by Barack Obama, but you see yeah. what corruption there is and how all those funds are being, you know, channeled, uh, all that money during that administration was being channeled into that. Yeah, fund and, and then given out. I'm sure you know all the situation that's that's broken out here, you know, over the past week or so. Yes. yes. Yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts on the fact that if, if that, the federal reserve goes away completely and, um, how, what effect would that have? Uh,
2: look, I, I think you have to have some type of central bank. The question is, is I believe the central bank should be owned by the United States government under the treasury in, uh, and, or an arm of the Treasury, and, and we have right now is a central bank owned by the bankers. And uh, I, I really think I, I think there, there should be some rules put where the, the Fed. In, in my mistake, look in two thousand eight, the financial system was going to collapse. Now you could say it was their fault because they put rates too low, but get away from that. Somebody had to do something, and the Fed did a remarkably good job of getting us out of a complete financial collapse. But then they kept rates. Artificially low, which has resulted in an asset bubble, and which has re- resulted in a misallocation of assets, and which has re- resulted in a loss of jobs. If you re- you start really looking at this, it and, and it's also caused a massive dislocation of wealth, where we have huge wealth inequality because of the Federal Reserve, and I think the Federal Reserve needs to be dismantled, and I think that the the the, the, the Treasury. Should needs to move in and take it over. I think. I think the Federal Reserve is one of the biggest problems in the country. What I fear with the Federal Reserve is, in the next crisis, they're going to try to buy assets and buy stocks. And in the end, it's going to lead to a to a socialization in the United States. Right now, I believe they're, they've gotten into the into the area of setting asset prices and targeting asset prices. That there's no place for something like that in a free market capitalist system. You do that in a communist country or socialist country.
6: Well, I think again. I think we're going to get a lot of pushback on it if they try to do away with it because you know it's being controlled by that elite group that's globalization.
2: Yeah, and, and, and you know, look, it, some people say, "Look, that's a lot of conspiracy theory." But look, that the statement you made is is pretty clear. The globalists have really gotten control of the Federal Reserve, and 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 over to expand upon what you just brought up with the Consumer Protection Agency this week, where Richard Cadre was in charge. This this is funded by the, the Consumer Protection Bureau. People Arise is funded by the Federal Reserve. Now, what we have, Flo, is we have three branches of government in the United States, the most successful country on the planet in the last 250 years. One of them is the Congressional branch, which they uh, they they pass the laws and they appropriate money. The executive branch, which executes and you know runs the government, and then we have the judicial branch, which controls the law and 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 it acts as the referee and everything. That, that's real basic. Okay, the Consumer Protection Agency was funded by the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve, the President appoints the people to terms. But the Federal Reserve is kind of a separate organization with their own funding, their own budget. So if you talk to, to say, the head of the F- House Financial Services Committee on this, they will tell you, Ted, we have no control over this consumer protection agency. It's funded by the Federal Reserve. We can't control the executive branch at all, but at least if we have the ability to cut or increase their budget, they'll somewhat listen to what we have to say. They, you know, they'll kind of work with us to some extent. And so the Consumer Protection Agency was the first agency that was going to be an independent bureaucracy – Independent of the executive branch, the congressional branch, and the judicial branch, and most important of all, independent of the voters in this country. It was a power unto itself. It was very dangerous. And what we had is is we had Richard Cadre, the head of it, try to appoint his own successor. We've never had a, a, any agency of the government where the head of the agency came in and said, look, this is the guy I'm going to appoint to my position. And you go, wait a minute. The president is responsible for that. And and it really it just shows you the, the dangers of, of of basically rogue bureaucracies that that aren't held responsible in some form or fashion by the law, the constitution, or the voters. So yeah, it's well, a there's, concern.
6: There's no checks and balances within the government, and that that's very obvious all over.
2: Yeah, well, there, there are checks and balances, but they're going around it in the most egregious cases. Ben, I mean, in, in all in all seriousness, one of the most egregious case I've ever seen has been this. Consumer Protection Agency. If we would have lost control of that, eventually the entire government apparatus would be moved over to a bureaucracy that would be unresponsive to the president, or to Congress, or to uh, to the rule of law. Would be which would be the only comparison would be like the Communist Party, and even the Communist Party in theory is somehow uh, somehow. Responsible to the people. This was a group of people that kind of appointed them a power unto themselves. Very, very dangerous and clearly a threat to the United States of America, in my opinion, that consumer protection agency. You have to have checks and balances. That's what's made this country great.
6: But you, you see with, with all that money that was coming in, the EPA fines, the IRS money, all that, instead of it going into our treasury, it was going into the Federal Reserve apparently, and going into this agency that was going out to the, you know, Planned Parenthood and all this other. Yeah, so, uh, just, yeah no. So, so, Something that's, was happening that, that somebody in government, I mean, he had in in key position, was channeling this money.
2: Yeah, no, it, we, yeah. Look, that's why you know uh, uh, Senator Pocahontas Warren up in she was the big architect of this. That was what the little dust up about Pocahontas was this week, uh, because she was what they want is they want these agencies that aren't aren't held that can't be held. To, to, to power by the president or the executive they want independent bureaucracies that can then tell the american people what to do and they want to and that's socialism yes so yeah, good, good call thanks flo thank you yeah look i mean it's a, a, a much bigger story than people real we, we had a lot of stuff this week uh Really one of the biggest stories out there that p- most people really did not understand was this consumer protection agency, like I said, the people in Congress, if you talk to them privately, will tell you th- 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 how dangerous this is to the to the country and uh to have an, a, 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 an agency run by the Federal Reserve that's not responsible to the executive branch or the congressional branch uh mm-hmm and uh, evades the checks and balances that were put in place to stop abuse of a power. We've never seen anything like that. I mean, I think you saw, you saw Roosevelt try to do some stuff like packing the Supreme court in the 1930s and doing stuff. But this, this was extraordinary. And, and, uh, uh a federal judge came in and, 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 and told the person that, that caught Richard Cadre appointed to be his successor, that no, she wasn't allowed to come in. And the president was in response when they put, uh, uh, was Dick Mulvaney in there? Uh, head of OMB is going to be the temporary person. And and, the, and uh, it was a wa- consumer watchdog group. In theory, it's not a bad idea, but but it has to have checks and balances. That's what's made the country great. Uh, fascinating story about the Consumer Protection uh, Bureau. If you get a chance, look look it up. Uh, this week in the market, really volatile week. I I I, I want to say it was uh, Wednesday, maybe. Uh, the, you had uh, the. I, I looked at the screen and some of the big capitalization stocks. We look. We've been telling you this market's expensive, and and we we put out our most recent max out savings report. We sh- If you look at it, the market based on on the the Shiller Cape ratio. If you look at it on on market cap, total market cap to GDP. If you look at it on price to sales, price to book, uh, uh, price to cash flow. All of these metrics that you look at in valuation of the market the only comparisons is typically 1929 and 1999 as far as the market goes uh it's an extremely expensive market and we we, we you have to understand that you know once you're at these type of levels it can go high, a little higher but there's tremendous risk and so you have to deal with the risk and this week we saw I looked up on my screen at one time, and I think Facebook was down about five points. NVIDIA was down eight or nine percent. Netflix was down about six percent. Amazon was down like four percent. And even for the week, Google was down almost three percent. Facebook was down over four percent. Two percent in Amazon. NVIDIA was down nearly nine percent for the week. And Netflix was down four and a half percent. Now, interesting, so you had this huge volatility when one day the stocks kind of collapsed and they came back some during the day. Uh, And yet some of the other sectors of the market did well. We had uh, things like Verizon was up 9% uh, for the week. Uh, Campbell Soup was up 6.9%. The uh, 3M was up 4%. Goldman Sachs was up 6%. Uh, and you know Macy's was up 4%. So in some of those things when, when Facebook and Nvidia and uh Netflix were down 5% or more during the day that day, some of the retailers were up about 6 or 7% the same day. Again, huge volatility and, and what this is showing you is is that the, the 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 liquidity is not there once people change direction in this market and you see big moves. Friday ABC News erroneously reported that uh General Flynn was indicted uh was uh was not for lying to the FBI for in you know, a conversations of talking to the Russians during the campaign this wasn't true it was actually when the president was president elect and that's a big difference but but the market fell 330 points right away and and then it kind of came back up again lack of liquidity but when it was down 300 points I thought you know this is nothing for this market this market when it starts going down you're looking at several thousands of points down on it and a lot of people don't understand the risk in the, in this type of market we had the market was up I think on Wednesday up 100 points in the dow you go this is great if you looked at the DA, the the Nasdaq it was down equivalent of 300 points on the dow at the same time, again tremendous volatility. I think the same one day during the week, Bitcoin fell twenty percent, and and so again a lot of, of huge amounts of volatility surging around. That typically ticks by some type of change in direction in the market. We went and looked. We went and looked over. And, and, and when the markets started, spike was up pretty big this week. We looked at 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 at, at Europe, uh, the DAX, Germany. Think. Those stocks aren't moving over there. We looked at China. China's had a big sell-off during this week, uh, about the last five, five, six, eight, nine days. A big sell-off in China, uh, and so China's selling off. Germany's doing nothing, and the U.S. is melting up to the upside, and with tremendous volatility. So the rest of the world's markets aren't following suit. If you look at the, at the valuation metrics. The United States is easily the most expensive major market in the world, bar none. And again, so we're looking at valuations extremely high. We're looking at tremendous volatility coming in. One minute the market can be up, and the next minute, literally within a half an hour, it can drop 330 points. Again, a lot of volatility in this market, a lot of catch-up in the market uh, we're seeing. There's a couple things come up. There's likely a Fed rate hike. You haven't heard anything about that. There's could be a government shutdown. Once we get this tax bill done, the Democrats are going to try to stir up trouble and shut down the government. A lot of different things going to happen. What's happening in Korea? Saudi Arabia, we write about, look, I mean, some huge major changes are going on in Saudi Arabia. You, you can put all the changes, uh, the changes in the last two months in Saudi Arabia equal probably the last... The changes in Saudi Arabia in the last twenty years and big changes uh, in, a, in an alliance of some type going on with Israel and Saudi Arabia against iran what 's going on over there and we write some about the in, that in the max out Saving report that 's why oil prices have been moving up interesting times uh, so we, but but I, I do think I think the valuations is the real problem in the world today in the market. So you got to be careful. A couple of things. If you, if, if you need some help with your retirement, we're value investors in the stock and bond market. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for uh, the free report. Or also, you can sign up, uh, request an appointment with me. I'll be happy to sit down and show you how we manage money and we how, use our risk analysis to try to prevent big problems in the market from affecting your retirement plan. If you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Hope everyone has a great weekend. And remember our motto, to save aggressively and invest conservatively.
1: This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Giocca on AM 1070, The Answer.